0: Welcome to the Apple Insider Podcast. This is your host, Stephen Robles. And today we're going to talk about Apple Music Replay, Personal Voice in iOS 17, and Beta 4 that came out, Apple's Apps of the Year, Apple Card Developments, and I want to do some uh, Apple device ranking at the end of the show. This episode is brought to you by Magic Lasso, Notion AI, and Babel. And joining me this week, two of my good friends, Wes Hilliard. How's it going? Oh, This isn't where I park my car. I'll, I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> and my other good friend from across the pond, William Gallagher. How's it going, William?
1: Uh, well, I thought it was fine, but you've just lied to everybody about what we're talking about. We're not doing any of that. We're just we're talking not. to you about how to stop you from walking out uh, and going on to yes. better things elsewhere that's that's it all right so this is a five-hour podcast it's an (laughs) intervention
2: okay it's about a 12-hour drive from here to steven so if you just keep riffing william i'll I'll get there soon enough to tie him to a chair Uh, tie me to a microphone so Uh,
1: Right. Funny story. Uh, William is alluding to, if you did not hear
0: last week's episode or you didn't stay till the very end, this is actually my last episode on the Apple Insider podcast. As host, I'm passing it on to the very capable and wonderfully talented Apple Insider staff, William and Wes mike and it has been a wonderful ride and so this is on well, this episode i'll probably be back in the future maybe sometimes if they will have me as a guest in the in the distant future
1: but yeah we'll think about it yeah you please know, you don't maybe. you don't have
0: to no special yeah. treatment uh but it's, it's <laughs> we will no it's been a wonderful ride and so i'm so thankful uh, to have done this and so let's do a show let's do our last show Wes called me a dork this week on threads because i was complaining about apple music replay Which, once a year, all of the Spotify and Apple Music uh, users... I feel like this is the big Sharks and the Jets fight from like West Side Story every year. It's like, which is better, Spotify Replay or Apple Music Replay? And I was saying my Apple Music Replay is kind of useless because I have a lot of HomePods. I think I have like eight or nine HomePods around the house. And I understand the setting, Wes was trying to tell me about this, where basically every HomePod you have, you can set it to default to a specific user so you could have like a living room home pod and you could say when music is played on this home pod default to it being this user playing it and it's one of the users in your apple home they have to be added to your apple home
2: well, it's, it's actually even more tricky than that. So yeah. it's listening for the voice. So if it recognizes your voice, it goes to your account. The setting actually only triggers if it doesn't recognize the voice. So right. if one of your kids sounds surprisingly like Steven, uh, then it's going to automatically assume that it's you. Ah,
0: that's a good point. And that's very possible.
2: You do have the dulcet tones of a 12-year-old boy.
0: That's right. Especially now, because I have a cold on this last episode that I'm recording of the episode Podcast. <laughs> so that is, yes, like you were saying, if it doesn't recognize your voice, you choose like, what is the fallback? And there is like a default HomePod profile that you can choose. And that's actually what I had chosen for every HomePod in my house. I don't know why it's still counted for me personally, but there are the other settings. If you go to the home app, home settings, you go to your personal profile and there's a update listening history settings menu. And there you can toggle on or off any of the HomePods in your home to update your specific Apple Music listening history. I'll be honest, those were all toggled on for my profile for every HomePod, which resulted in many lullabies as my top played songs (laughs) in Apple Music Replay because my kids' HomePods at night. And so I toggled all those off except for here in the studio. So maybe next year I'll have a usable apple music
2: replay as careful as i am toggle everything off the way it's supposed to be i even toggle it off on my phone using the new focus filters on ios 17.2 yes and last week you know thanksgiving and everything we decided to play some christmas music and i played one album to a home to a home pod over airplay and forgot to toggle it off yeah it is now my number two listen to album in my apple music what? replay. <laughs> mariah
0: carey just took over
2: yeah, yeah, because it claimed that I listened to it twelve times. Oh, so I don't wow. I don't know what happened there. Well, but see. see it's listen, it's a little buggy. There's
1: something screwy with all the data because actually uh, my top listened to album is a bruce springsteen album i did not know existed what and my second listed to one is a dar williams compilation and i love and admire dar williams but uh, i think it has 14 songs on it i'm pretty sure i've listened to it once and that has been counted as 14 plays for it there's something totally screwy this year which i haven't noticed before so
0: did you uh does your partner listen to that stuff on the home pods? Uh no.
1: Actually, does not well, listen to much strange, music then. at all through these things. So yes. I mean it looks like a very good Bruce springsteen album. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. sure I will sure. enjoy it. Sure. Sure. So, you know, oh go this isn't replay. This is AI-based future play, isn't it? Oh, Apple oh, snuck this. It's predictive.
0: Oh. It's predictive. Oh. That's wild. Amazing. Uh so that's Apple Music replay. Uh again, hopefully next year it'll be a little better. But alongside Apple Music Replay was Apple Books Replay. I forget the name. But basically, you could also see if you use Apple Books to read books, Apple Books gave you some stats. Here's the books you finished or whatever. And they even offered these, like, personality-type things where the kinds of books you read, it will tell you, like, oh, you're the investigator. Uh, But it tells you what kind of personality you have, which I thought was interesting. My issue is I read... It's not an issue, but I read physical books. I prefer physical hard copy books.
2: Do I have a solution for you? Do you? Yes. Go into the Apple Books app and mark that book as read.
0: See, that is, yes. friend of the show, uh, Zach Kahn, he told me to do exactly that. And so, thankfully, if you do read physical books, but you would like to participate in this year-end thing,
2: you can go to a book. Now, do you have to buy the book to do that? You know, I haven't tried, so I don't know. <laughs> See, I don't read physical books. I, all my stuff's in Apple Books, so. Uh, right. I'm, I'm a monster.
0: No, no, no. I like Apple Books, and uh, I have read yeah. them there. See, if you have not bought a book, you can say you want to read it. You can buy it or download a sample. Oh, you can mark as finished. On the three dots, if you click that on a book you have not bought, you could say mark as finished.
2: Yep, there it is.
0: There it is. And let me go down. Now, if I go back to my home page... Books read this year. It said it. Ooh. It says I finished it. Oh, my word. I'm going to do this now and see if I can get a personality thing from Apple Books.
1: That's very cool. So thinking, sorry, can you try to change your personality by <laughs> no. uh, just You're ticking lying. all the really good books? <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's all the New York Times bestseller help, self-help books. Yeah, This
2: is actually a great place to just lie. Just go in and say that you read all these like philosophical books and brag to your friends about how amazing you are. I could see people doing that.
0: I have read The Prince by Machiavelli. I'm just saying. I have read it.
2: But I I did want to mention while we're in the book section, because we'll probably never have another chance ever again to uh, talk about this. What? Because how often do we get Apple Books news?
0: Nobody buys books anymore. Sorry. So that's
2: that's the thing. The Apple, they have this large collection of all the public domain books. Frankenstein, uh, Alice in Wonderland, and they all have this custom artwork. It's beautiful. Like, I'll have to put it in the show notes, but it's just... Um, A few dozen books that you can just add to your Apple Books library. So if you ever wanted to actually sit down and read some of these classic books, they're all there in Apple Books for free that you can just download and have. And there you go. Uh, Great for students because they're usually reading something like this. That's cool. I mean, there's even like Macbeth, The Odyssey, Peter Pan… The Land That Time Forgot. There's there's all these books. So, go nuts.
1: Sorry, I just realized the other day, um, the first time I read Pride and Prejudice, it was on an iPhone in 2008 using an app called Stanza, which is long oh, yeah. forgotten. But more recently, uh, I I don't use Apple Books much because a, a couple of years ago, I got a physical Kindle. And although I tend to use my iPad more now, I have such a Kindle collection like keeps adding to Kindly things to it but they as well as the public domain short collections on kindle you can find you know 80 classic novels and uh, things and all of the works of somebody like Jane Austen so I've been getting those and just reading them all and it's just fantastic what you can get That's very but cool.
2: if you haven't spent a lot of time in something like Apple Books I recommend going and poking around there's actually a surprising amount of free mm. books free content and uh, especially uh, like around comic book day there's always free comics they do that yeah, too yeah. in Apple Books so I just did, keep that I didn't in mind you, that Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- Apple Books gives out a lot of free comics and there's all uh, a lot of times the first volume in a comic series is just free automatically and sometimes books are just given away for free or sold for 99 cents. Yeah, like it's it's cool. a really good app yeah. for that kind of stuff and the way they present all of it and all the controls they brought back the page curl. Page curl is Steven. nice. You got Yeah, uh, page so curl. Yeah. yes. Uh, all all very good.
0: I also will say uh, the three books I w- I just marked them as red. Uh, The three books I read this year, Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown, The Other Side of Sadness by George Bonanno, which is an incredible book on grief, and The Happiness Advantage. And so I'm curious now if I can go back in and get my Apple Books replay (laughs) now that I have retroactively marked books as read. I have a feeling it's not going to let me do it, but I'm going to try it anyways. Here's what I want, though, if there's anyone from Apple listening. Podcasts. Give me an Apple podcast replay. That's the app that I'm using to listen to a bunch of podcasts. And honestly, the most content I probably consume on my iPhone, I want an Apple podcast replay. Pocket cast does this and Spotify wrapped does that as well because you can listen to podcasts and Spotify. And so I would love it for Apple podcasts. That's all I'm saying.
2: Yeah. I think it would be interesting to see the all the tech podcasts that I listen to just, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Apple news today might actually be the one with the most episodes because there's one every single day. So that, that would true. probably be my, my most listened to just not by minutes by episodes.
0: I will say too, you can backdate when you read a book. And so I'm totally going to go back for the last like five or six years and and really add the books that I have read. So Apple books knows those are the ones I read and maybe next year I'll get an Apple books uh, replay.
2: Oh, you can mark them. You can mark the date. You That's can
0: backdate when you finished a book. Yeah. And I do, I have a little note where I keep track of the books I read in a year.
1: We're saying that about comics, actually. It's just made me nostalgic for back in the day when on the iTunes store, as was every September, (laughs) the the first episode of most U.S. TV shows was free to download. And because Uh, I'm in the U.K., but I have a U.S. account, so I could watch all of these shows for free. I have hundreds and hundreds of U.S. TV dramas in my iTunes U.S. account. And now that things are, you know, network. Uh, fall season is not really as big as it used to be. Those
2: days are gone, and hardly anything is free mm. anymore. And it's just back when it was 140th of a season to give away for free, now it's 112th of a season. <laughs> that away. is true. There's a much higher yes. percentage of a season yes.
0: for one episode. Mm. But also, the Apple Podcasts and Apple Books like top charts were released for the past year. Unfortunately, we did not make uh, any top podcast charts, but I will say I was I watch the Apple Podcast charts every time a new Apple Insider podcast drops and last week mm-hmm. i believe it was on saturday the episode the episode reached a number 17 on the top episodes in the technology right. category right under uh john gruber so yeah we were in good company on the podcast charts
2: it's incredible uh seeing these top podcasts and uh, globally and all of that because i've never listened to anything other than like these yeah what you would consider niche I, I've tried stepping into the wider world and turn it on and it's brought to you by Campbell's soup and I turn it off immediately. Just, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it.
0: Yeah. There is, yeah. I have noticed in, in certain podcasts, like the dynamic ad insertion and whatever tracking can be done that will be done pretty wild. Like I've been hearing ads for in Tampa Bay, such and such. And I was like, no, I don't want to hear this in a podcast because that's a tracked ad. but I i do listen to Smartless. I do enjoy hearing um about the celebrity and like the Hollywood uh interviews that they do. And they also do interviews with like Stephen Curry recently, and they interviewed uh, Dave Grohl uh, a while back on the Smartless Podcast, and that was pretty interesting. So I'll give him that. Iowa 17.2 beta 4 came out. We have more updates. Again, we're awaiting the official release. I think it'll be coming next month, December, as you listen to this, which will come with the journal app. Several other things like default ringtones was fixed in this beta. But I also wanted to mention 17.2 for the personal voice feature, which we've talked about before on this podcast. But just this morning, uh, Apple released a video or a short film directed by Taika Waititi, literally touting this specific feature, touting the personal voice feature. The short film, the voice you hear is actually a Dr. Tristram Ingham, a physician from Taika Waititi's hometown in New Zealand, and he actually used personal voice to narrate the entire short film. I actually couldn't tell at the very beginning. And then as you, as you listen, it's like, wait a minute, this sounds a little maybe AI generated. And it was actually personal voice the entire time that narration was was generated by that. And I will say, that was really good at like pulling on the heartstrings for these kind of features. But I do, it does show that there's an actual real person using this feature and needed this feature so that he could, in his voice, speak to his daughter. Like in the video, he's telling a story to his daughter through the personal voice in iOS 17. I will say I did personal voice. You can enable it in iOS 17. It's not part of the 17.2. Like if you have iOS 17, just whatever, you can do it right now. You read 150 statements and the iPhone will record you saying it. It takes 24 hours after you finish that process and it will create a basically an AI generated voice or a machine learned voice, your voice, a clone voice. And then you can have it read any text that you want in quote unquote your voice, have either of you tried this or set this up?
1: This is my AI generated voice. It's been on the that show. That would be the ultimate. Now, uh, while I am um, rough reading books, yeah,
0: <laughs> that would be the ultimate twist. That every word you ever heard William say was AI generated. <laughs> uh, Does William know, even exist? Know. He's
2: you
1: know. Okay, this is getting existential. <laughs> that is true.
2: <laughs> I
0: think. Therefore, I am. Uh, I did personal voice. It was okay. I also did 11 Labs, which is an AI tool. It's a website, 11labs.io, and they actually give you the ability to create a quote-unquote professionally cloned voice. I uploaded three hours of audio, basically my podcast. I uploaded three hours of my own audio to that, and I will say the voice from 11 Labs is much more like me and a li- much more natural sounding than Apple's personal voice. I imagine Apple's personal voice will get better over time.
1: Did you edit the podcasts or is it actually learned an amalgam well, of you, me, and Wes together?
0: We've never actually spoken into a microphone. Yeah. All of this. No, I'm just kidding. But I will tell you what I did do because I just needed to know if it was possible. So 11 Labs has an API, much like ChatGPT has an API, where you can generate these audio files from text even on the professionally cloned voice of yourself, your voice. And so because I did that with 11 labs, I spent some time because I'm a wild person and I created a shortcut and this shortcut allows me to pull articles via RSS feed. I had it pull from Apple's newsroom articles. I can choose multiple articles if I want to. It sends the body text of each of those articles to chat GPT, to summarize into one paragraph, a pretty good size paragraph. And then in the same shortcut, that paragraph of text can be sent to 11 labs to generate an audio file of my cloned voice reading those words and then put it all together with a little introduction saying today is November 30th and this is the news and then reads the summaries of those news articles all in an audio file and I didn't have to say a word. It all happened inside of a shortcut and it's, uh, I find that to be wild, a little scary, but pretty wild and uh, that's what i did i even published a podcast because i don't know i felt like I, I wanted to do it so i'll put a link to that podcast if you want to hear my ai generated voice read apple news but
2: it's it's funny it it, re- it reminds me of the existential crisis of like uh machines are going to replace people and then you realize the people are actually just you know you, you better at the job right Th- this is one of those things where podcasting I, I don't know that you can add enough humanity to one of these robots. Maybe maybe you know later, heck, a decade from now, infinite timeline, sure, but I, I don't know. It just seems like yeah. the person has so much better control of inflection and personality and emotion that uh, people still attach themselves to that that they're not going to want to hear a robotic voice for everything. Maybe some things, but not for everything.
0: Well, and and it sounds robotic now. That uh, My mind goes to two to five years in the future, when it's much less robotic, maybe even weirdly accurate to a person's voice, will anyone, like, will people be able to tell? Like, there is going to be a threshold where people won't be able to tell.
2: The problem still is, though, the robot can't feel, uh, so it can pretend to feel, but even then, like, I think humans are actually pretty good at detecting emotion, like, we're, we're built mm. for that, so even if it can put inflection into its voice can we what would we be, be able to tell that it's genuine i i it'll
0: what what are feelings wes what are feelings yet synapses and neurons firing in the
2: brain oh uh, yeah and if they can well, fire yeah welcome to the <laughs> new uh, apple insider podcast where we talk about minds and emotion existential dread that's the new tagline yeah,
1: can i leave as well uh, what do you think about all this i
2: mean you know
1: i don't use well funnily enough the thing that pumpman had my in. Here, it might in- You popped into my head there. Is we have a thing going on in the UK at the moment where uh, supermarkets are removing um, self service checkouts. I actually like them. The speed is being able to go in and blip, blip, and you're out but for some reason it's just not working out for a group of supermarkets and they are going back to having real live people now i like the conversations and things like that but i'm surprised that it's enough of a difference that it's economically more viable for them to do this
2: and so i think we're going through it's happening in the states as well is it yeah some some companies are moving like including walmart i believe is moving away from self checkout just because really? uh, efficiency and and all that like they feel like people are just faster oh. and better at it than having some person try to walk up and figure out how to do the scanner and then having to have five employees come over and yeah, argue about uh, a coupon. So,
0: and, But William, yeah. you prefer the self-checkout if you had the app
1: i just yeah for the speed and the things of it i'm um, yeah all sorts of reasons for it i feel a bit guilty saying that because it's doing people out of a job and stuff but there's also the reason it's on my mind is it feels like certain things with that and ai are new toy itis <laughs> that we will go through this mad rush for them and then it will settle back down to what it is actually good for and not
2: what it isn't Good for uh, so, that's what yeah. I will end up. Since I'm such a privileged human being and believe I should be waited on hand and foot, uh, I will always go to the human checkout because I don't want to do anything. Yes,
0: that's funny. <laughs> I would have thought the opposite for you.
2: I don't want to bag my groceries and put them in a cart. I just, I just want to pay and leave. Like I want to get out of there as quickly as possible. When I'm doing full on
0: groceries and I have like dozens of items, I definitely do human checkout. But if I just have three or four, I'm a self checkout all the way. Oh sure. And if you go to a yeah. like a Lowe's or a Home Depot, which are like hardware stores here in the states there's no employees in the store anyway i mean even if you need one there's there's nobody around so you kind of have to do it
1: where do i come in this range between uh needing human affirmation when i buy (laughs) toilet toilet rolls rolls or something to not caring about anything because i actually get my my biggest shop is delivered oh yeah well i do a ton of
0: amazon now Uh, wait a minute did you just say toilet rolls is that what you guys call them over there yes that's what we call i mean we call call them them paper rolls we just well, to- right. toilet, toilet, and paper. And toilet yeah. paper. Okay, I guess it's not that different. Okay. I was just trying to get on news or right. something. I just want. I will say there there are <laughs> like actual thing use cases for some of this that have occurred. The I think one of the most notable times was the Obi Wan uh, Disney Plus series, the origin, the Star Wars series that was on Disney Plus. The Darth Vader voice was actually an AI cloned voice of James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones licensed uh, his voice to be right. able to be cloned and they had a cloned version of it a voice actor still recorded the lines actually spoke them into a microphone it was actually a company in ukraine that put together the voice actors live recording with the ai generated voice of james earl jones to create what you hear in the show and i think if a lot of people were to listen to that show without knowing it they would just think That's James Earl Jones's voice. Like that's what he sounds like.
2: The technology is getting better. And I like the idea of preserving characters like that. And I I do think we should let people die. You know, if if they're going to go, especially at their wishes, don't, don't try to rebuild them with a hologram or, or some Mm -hmm. weird, uh, like meshy yeah, version Jack. of uh yeah. Princess Leia or whatever. But um like yeah James Earl Jones is, you know, he loves being Darth Vader and if that gets to be his legacy for all of eternity, great. Now he's preserved to yeah. be able to do that forever. Uh one of my favorite things that they did um with these kinds of tools with isn't generative actually. Uh did you know what they did for Indiana Jones, the latest movie?
0: Was it not de-aging? Was it something different?
2: No, they didn't actually de-age Harrison Ford. There is a moment at the beginning of the film where he is much younger, but uh, how they did it is they took still images of his face captured on camera Mm. from everything he's ever done and Mm -hmm. stitch it together so that every time his face is facing the correct direction and lighting and everything, it is just actually filmed Yes, like they it's it's crazy how they did it. They they actually use real images when he was from when he was younger and put it all together. And yeah, there's some algorithms in there, and there's some fixing and posts with I'm sure algorithmic uh, like a. AI or whatever but like the fact that they started from real photography is what made that look so good and I, I just found that very interesting.
1: Wait a minute, it is very impressive and I've seen the film and that bit is very good but I'm suddenly thinking all that material was taken from previous films. What about the writers of those films, the directors, the rest of the crew? Did any of them get any payment mm, for this? No, no. Their work has been ripped off. So, Well,
2: I, be, I believe it all. it's all content owned by Disney so that gets into that weird.
1: Oh, so people were pre-ripped off. <laughs> they agreed to be happened. ripped yeah. off. Okay, right.
2: Well, when you sign the contract, you, you're basically told you're given your uh, your payment, and then Disney owns you in perpetuity. I don't think, I, yeah, I but, understand your point, but, like, contracts are dirty, man. <laughs> yeah. This isn't confirmed yet,
1: but uh, it's believed that Doctor Who, now that it's uh, produced by Disney and the BBC together, that the writer's contracts are buyout clauses instead of royalty ones. And that means you do get more money up front, but the residuals uh, non-existent. Uh, I did a TV contract once and it actually said I was selling the rights uh, f- across the universe, That the actual wording in the legal wow. paper for it. Uh, at the time it was so little it was a one-off. <laughs> oh, right. So I, I could get residuals from an alternative reality where the episode I wrote for something did better. Okay. I like this. I'm I'm going to pursue <laughs> okay. this. All right.
0: Okay. So yes. I meant one other mention of AI was that in Apple's apps of the year, Apple announced its top apps across the different platforms, the top games. The number one app was All Trails from the company All Trails, which is an app for iPhone. It lets you browse trails and see pictures and navigate, which is pretty cool. And they have the best like iPad, Apple TV, and all of that. I will say at the very bottom of the newsroom article, it talks about the trend of the year. And it said in this is Apple's newsroom article saying in 2023, generative AI captured users' collective imagination and says AI multiple times there. and back to last week when we talked about Tim Cook's interview with Dua Lipa Apple is starting to say I Apple is starting to say AI uh, more and more and I'm I'm just curious WWDC next year mm. I think they might say it in the keynote maybe when they announce a feature.
2: Well they said it one time Once, in WWDC yeah. last year so their, their their AI count is one uh, Google IO was something around what 115 yeah, so Apple's catching up with Google uh, on the AI mentions. They did,
0: they said it during the Scary Fast event too. It was um, Johnny Saruji said it during the M three family of chips.
2: Also one time. So the, so they're okay. two versus one hundred and ten. They're they're going to take the drinking lead very soon.
0: drinking game for the mentions of AI.
2: I do believe that this is one of those things where they might have to lean into the industry term, even though they generally avoid those just because they do want the headline at some point. Maybe not now, but when they come out with the new series or whatever, we'll see it. And I find it interesting that people like Tim Cook and other executives um, who are being interviewed are just casually using this term because it is now, sadly, the industry term as much as it's a misnomer. I think we'll see it evolve and Apple will probably throw their own little spin on top of it like Apple generative AI or like Apple intelligence or something I, like I pitched before so you still get the right, AI right. but it's Apple in the name. It's fun to see and I like that Apple's at least letting right. us know they're doing something and the rumors all point to iOS 18 being we'll a see. pretty big deal so we'll see.
1: There is actually something just curious about AI that I'm going to ask you about this for a minute. Uh, you know uh, um Rogue Amoeba's uh, Audio Hijack added transcription about Two weeks ago. Yeah. They said it was using whisper transcription, the chat GPT thing. And I used it several times. It was all very good, but I was using it for only short things. Today, I used it for a much, much longer thing. And as I look through the transcript, every now and again, interspersed between the actual transcript, is the phrase transcribed by otter.ai. Mm-hmm. So it's not using the whisper one, it's using the existing otter service. Has otter moved to whisper? I think there's something going on with all these companies trying to get together in some way we're going to have a thing like we do with every other industry in that there'll be billions of AI things and then it will cut down to there being oh, three.
2: It'll implode.
1: It'll
0: uh, implode. I'm curious Absolutely. what Otter uses for their backend.
1: Um, I don't know if the thing is it's been running for, I've been using Otter for years and years. So long before uh, uh, open AI released its whisper technology, they were doing something else. Right. And it might be It's very good. It
0: is very good. It might be proprietary. I do know that many things run on open AI's whisper API, which that's their transcription software. Yeah. Which probably of all like OpenAI's products, obviously ChatGPT is wildly successful, turned one year today as we record. But the Whisper AI, it's just been integrated in so many services. So yeah, it's it's wild.
1: Yes, it's very
0: good. This episode of the Apple Insider Podcast is brought to you by Magic Lasso Adblock. I use Magic Lasso personally on all my devices. Even before they sponsored the show, I pay for it for my iPhone, my Mac, my iPad. And it's the ad blocker I use everywhere. If you want to experience twice as fast load times on all your Apple devices, Magic Lasso Adblock is the ad blocker designed for you. It's super easy to set up. It blocks web ads, some ads on YouTube, and it doubles the speed at which Safari loads. Plus, Magic Lasso is an efficient, high-performance, and native ad blocker. With over 5,000 five-star reviews, it's simply the best Safari ad blocker for your iPhone, iPad, and your Mac. Magic Lasso blocks all intrusive ads, trackers, and annoyances, letting you experience a faster, cleaner, and more secure web browsing experience. And unlike other ad blockers, and this is important to me, Magic Lasso respects your privacy and doesn't accept payment from advertisers. Listen, there's lots of ad blockers you can get in the different app stores, and I'm just not sure where they come from, who's making them. So get an ad blocker you can trust, like Magic Lasso. So join over 280,000 users and download Magic Lasso Ad Block from the App Store or. As a special offer for Apple Insider listeners, go to magiclasso.co slash appleinsider to receive one month's free access to all the app's features. That's www.magiclasso, insider appleinsider to receive one month free access to all features. If you have nothing to lose. Try it out. I know you'll love it, and you'll understand why it's my go-to. That link is also in the show notes. You can just click it there. Our thanks to Magic Lasso Adblock for their support of the Apple Insider podcast and our friends at Babbel. No hay mejor manera de aprender otro idioma than Babbel. Yeah, that's right, I said there's no better way to learn another language than with Babel. we heading into the holiday season, maybe you have some time on your hands and you want to pick something up. We'll spend that time and learn a new language. Maybe you're traveling to another country or you have relatives that speak another language and you want to be able to have conversations with them. Babel is the way to do it. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with language apps that are little more than games, Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. And Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babel's tips and tools for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, and rooted in real-life situations. I also love the Babbel app because when you talk into it, it'll give you little accent hints here and there. It'll let you know that you're speaking the language like it's supposed to be spoken. And studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. With over 10 million subscriptions sold, Babbel is real language learning for real conversations. So here's a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash appleinsider. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash appleinsider. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Apple Insider. Rules and restrictions apply. Now link's in the show notes too. You can just click it there. Our thanks to Babbel for sponsoring this episode. This came out after we recorded last week and totally missed it, but we have to talk about it. Apple officially announced that next year in 2024, it's going to adopt RCS messaging in the Messages app. Now, there's a bunch of details with what version of RCS they are adopting. Because there's like the international, the universal profile of RCS, which does not support end-to-end encryption, I believe, uh, but they could add it. And then there's like Google's flavor of RCS. But all those details in the weeds, Apple saying they're officially going to support RCS. And in, I think, a hilarious turn of events, RCS bubbles will still be green. (laughs) So you're either blue eye message or you're still green. But when you're messaging RCS users on your iPhone, maybe late next year, I imagine it will be an iOS 18 update that you'll might get ellipses and delivered and red receipts and higher quality images when you send it. And yeah, RCS, Apple's finally
1: doing it. This whole blue-green bubble thing, every time I have to write, to, I actually have to get up my phone to check which color is which. Really? Because out, out here, away from the U.S., it means nothing. I just don't care at all. Uh, so many people I have to talk with are on WhatsApp instead, which is incredibly yes, ugly. Is. app, But, you know, it does what it does. Uh, so, yeah, I can never hold it in my head which is the way around. So not the biggest deal outside the U.S., but I'm sorry. Right. It's also funny because the app
0: icon for messages is green but iMessages are blue. And someone asked, like, why isn't the message icon blue? And someone photoshopped it, and it was like, <laughs> kind of looks gross if the icon is blue. And also, Apple has many, many blue icons already, like Safari, and Mail, and I forget, a weather yeah. blue. You know, there's a lot of already blue apps, so.
1: But I was so certain you were going to do a poem there. <laughs> icons are blue, oh, messages good. are green. Oh, what was it going to come next?
2: <laughs> the green I think, is because if SMS is a part of anything, it infects it and takes over. So just the fact that the Messages app can handle SMS at all, it turns it green, just like a group chat. If you have one Android guy and 37 iPhone users, it's going to be a green chat. So uh, that's, that's my theory on it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it infects everything. It just takes over. No, I, I do believe this this is interesting. Like, they're doing the universal profile, and they did say they're going to work with the GSMA, not Google, on getting encryption to the universal profile, uh, thus probably effectively forcing Google to also adapt the yeah. universal profile, which would be very funny. This is This was inevitable. I've been banging this drum for, gosh, as long as we've been talking about it. Google wanted this to happen, and now it's happening in a way that they're going to be unhappy about, which is just kind of karmatic to me uh because basically google is like oh yeah if we get apple in on this they're gonna fix it they're gonna they're gonna make rcs really the standard because if apple embraces it, everyone will embrace it and then apple comes in and takes over exactly not google standard and now they're going to make that so much better that google has to embrace it and undo the work they've done which is just kind of hilarious to me um but yeah, it's still going to be green bubble chats. and People are like, but what if Apple has encryption? Guess what? Still green bubble because Apple oh, yeah. will differentiate iMessage. Even, even as they improve on the Android side of messaging, they're going to continue improving on iMessage. We have uh, access to things like Game Pigeon and iMessage games, the way the stickers work, the way the reactions work. Those will not translate to um, RCS and likely never will. And there will only be more stuff added as time moves on. So... We'll we'll see how this looks. I don't think this means like the ultimate future is yeah. maybe iMessage on Android because I know a lot of people ask for that. Yeah, that's. Not I right. think this is a sign that that's just never going to happen. This is Apple's technology and they're going to stick to it.
0: I will say I was at a middle school a couple weeks ago. A friend invited me to speak to middle schoolers about like YouTube and podcasting. And that was fun. And uh, these are sixth, seventh and eighth graders, which are what, 11, 12 and 13 year olds. And so I asked them, is blue and green bubbles a thing? And they didn't know what I was talking about. They were like,
2: what do you mean? Huh? Well, I mean, that's a little young. I mean, did they all have cell phones? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. They all had phones. No, they all I, had phones. I understand was- that middle school is the, like generally the time or even el- like fifth grade or whatever, late elementary school, like parents start giving them phones, but it seems like i don't know that just doesn't that's not something that really becomes an issue until later but i guess that makes sense
0: well they, they they were samsung galaxies there were a bunch of kids that had iPhones and i i actually had to describe to them like what happens when it turns green and they were like oh yeah i would notice that you know you don't get the ellipses or whatever but they acted like it wasn't a big deal now this is one middle school in central florida that is not indicative of the united states but i do wonder if, yeah, like, the younger generations, like middle school and younger, will not have the same, like, harsh, visceral reaction that maybe well, high schoolers today in the U.S. have? I
2: don't know. Well, so it's actually kind of funny because I have um, young nieces and nephews, so I get to see this kind of stuff all the time. They're not on messages or iMessage, um, they don't do that. Uh, even like some of the kids I know uh, just <laughs> it's it's actually kind of funny. It's gone upside down now that you know mental health is such a priority um, and anxiety is such a, an open thing. A lot of kids just say, "I can't be bothered to text if it's too short a conversation. Oh. I'll just call you or FaceTime you." Wow. A lot of these kids. Yeah, a lot of these kids just lay around with FaceTime just open all day. And like they'll just sleep with FaceTime on next to them. Like it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, But they just don't use iMessage that way. They might go on there for games. I I noticed that a lot of them like to do the uh, Game Pigeon. Uh, but that's all they're using it for. All the like text-based communication that we're used to, the short messages, that's all Snapchat or right. and maybe Instagram Messenger, and that's for the older kids. Because even Instagram Messenger is now for <laughs> right. the olds. Yeah, so it's 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 just funny how the trends go, and we're it's kind of doubled back on itself, and now kids just want to. On video chat or uh, like Snapchat and like have images and these these kinds of rich communications, whereas iMessage is the old way to do things. And I wonder if Apple's noticing that and if we're going to see a change in All the nice. next few years.
0: Uh, William, do you ever get a hard time uh, from green or blue bubbles uh, family members?
1: Nope. I once had somebody saying, Why are you suddenly blue instead of oh. green? or was it the other way around? I can't remember because I'd updated something and something had switched off and I fixed it and they went away happy and I didn't think about it. But um, I like this. I'm really quite taken with this idea that people are phoning each other now. Have you... do you notice this in the States? Here in the UK, nobody knows how to use a phone anymore. Yeah, if you see somebody put a phone up to their ear to talk, they're old or they're in a film. <laughs> Everybody else Or they're they, dialing 911. Well, they have <laughs> speaker phones on everything, which. Huh. Why are you doing this to me? I don't want to hear 18 phone no, calls no, 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 with no. people as I'm walking anywhere,
2: but it's like they don't know that's why they have to put it. To the various things. I'm just fascinated. Though, this, the speaker phone thing is maddening. Like, that happens a lot here still. Like, you'll just be in a grocery store and they'll have it on speaker with the phones like bottom pointed towards right. their mouth like they're talking to a microphone walking around that way and I'm no like, the what eighth is circle happening?
0: of hell is reserved for people who use speakerphone
1: <laughs> just walking around yeah i don't in public it. yeah but also it takes an extra tap to get it onto speakerphone or two yeah. taps isn't it even so why the i don't know it's but, weird you know, it's just an interesting sea yeah, change it is weird. i thought
2: so Apple Card, William. Uh, what can you tell us about what's happening there? I still haven't got one. Is that you know? I'm not allowed. <laughs> and you may never and will.
0: Never. You may never
2: will, no.
1: William. Actually, I think it might be the way around, Stephen. You're going to explain why I am
2: actually. Oh, you may, may have, have hope. hope. Well, no, it's actually this is actually a good story, Stephen. Believe it or not. Okay.
0: Well, also just on a high level, Goldman Sachs, who was backing the Apple Card, and it was only here in the United States up until now, has announced that they are stepping away from backing the Apple Card. And then Apple issued this statement that really gives us no information, but they said, Apple and Goldman Sachs are focused on providing an incredible experience for our customers to help them lead healthier financial lives. The award-winning Apple Card has seen a great reception from consumers and we will continue to innovate and deliver the best tools and services for them. That says nothing about who's going to back it. When, like, is the Apple Card still good to go? Like, is it going to be here long-term? What about the Apple savings account?
2: So basically what's happened is is the New York Times got a hold of some information. Uh Apple sent a proposal to Goldman Sachs to sever their contract. Uh Goldman is going to absolutely accept because they've spent the last like 2 years saying Oh, I hear a keyboard. Okay, sorry. Um I was just yeah. like I need to like make sure that's not me. Uh anyway, uh so Apple uh, Goldman Sachs spent the last couple years complaining about the partnership with Apple, how it's losing them money and uh Apple's giving them an out. 12 to 15 months from now, the contract can expire, uh, even though they technically just extended it last year to 2029, so that's just no longer a thing, mm. and Apple will be able to take it and shop it with other partners, maybe American Express, there's uh, this other company that's um, gosh, like a big advertiser guy that's not going to be great if we if Apple goes that route, I can't remember their name uh, Synaptic or something uh, and there's obvious other options, and we'll see where Apple goes, but I think this is a positive because if you're an apple yep. card user and I think you are stephen uh you might have noticed that since maybe twenty twenty nothing's changed period about the card uh we never we get every now and then we get extra bonuses for shopping with certain retailers, but that's about it yep. still the same th- we get
0: shortcuts actions that don't really work, and uh <laughs> they get a savings account
2: mm. well not even yeah not even the uh the development side because that's Apple uh, and the delivery section that's never going to work because for some that's reason bad. nobody cares um, but that's again on Apple uh, Goldman Sachs side right. of things so okay. I'm talking about finance benefits still three, two, one percent usage we rarely see any changes in that yes there's an Apple savings account um, but that I think was just part of Apple's contract with Goldman and, uh, and again that's going with uh, Goldman's leaving everything so that is also being abandoned by Goldman Sachs when they go through this deal um, but nothing's really changed. We don't have, uh, the, the 4.15% interest rate hasn't kept up with the industry. Uh, it was amazing when they announced it, it was ahead of most, indes- uh, most people, which was about 3.5 to 3.8%. Now all those banks that Apple was competing with, they're around 4.5 to 5.1%. So, uh, the savings, um, high yield savings is actually Behind the competition because it hasn't moved and I think that and the fact that it hasn't expanded outside the US um, We haven't seen updates to the cards to allow tap to pay which All is right. becoming more popular in the United States Like there's so many like things stagnant about this. Uh, it doesn't work with any uh, budgeting apps, the one budgeting app meant <laughs> actually shutting down mm-hmm. um that it did work with. So, like, it's just kind of stagnated, and all of our benefits work, and the card works. Like, I use it, it's yeah. my primary card. I'm not complaining, I'm just saying nothing's happened. So, Apple actually moving to a different bank might actually open up to actually evolve and compete and offer new programs, new rewards, travel points, whatever, what have you. Um, better things that we can take advantage of. Maybe even add some fees. Give us a subscription to Apple Card to give us more benefits, right? None of that's happened under Goldman Sachs. It hasn't made it to the UK because, again, Goldman Sachs has just been unhappy with this partnership and unwilling to expand on a product that they deem um, a waste of money because they are losing money on it. So, we'll we'll see how this goes, but I'm I'm excited at the prospect of what could come from this change. Okay. But I will say, don't don't worry. I, don't jump ship. <laughs> I think we're fine. Apple Card isn't going anywhere. Apple Savings isn't going anywhere. It's just going to move hands. I just tried to look up how much money does Apple
1: make from Apple Card and I can't find out. There's an estimate that it was going to be a billion a year back in 2019. But the um, the success of it, the penetration of it, I can't see Apple um, backing out of this. I think that Apple is actually probably going to do it all itself. Yeah. It's been growing its financial That's kind experience. of the hope. Yeah, it just, it feels, it fits, doesn't it, with everything Apple does of trying to bring the, own the whole stack of everything. Yeah.
2: Now, th- we did see this recently. Apple has its own LLC for processing oh, transactions true. because um, of Apple Pay Later. And now Apple actually backs that with its own capital. Mm. So when people get Apple Pay Later, which is essentially a payment loan, um, that is secured with Apple money. And so they've already dabbled in this. I've forgotten that. Yeah, Yeah. and I don't think Apple, because Apple is the controlling partner. Goldman Sachs has no say. They're locked in a contract. They can't do anything. Apple going to Goldman Sachs and giving them the out is absolutely a sign that Apple already knows either what they're going to do or they have a plan. Like, this isn't them shutting down Apple Card. No. On top of that, getting Apple... Any statement from Apple at all, even if it's a non-statement, shows that they're actually committed to keeping this up. Because usually they say nothing when something's about to die. And uh, maybe it'll take two or three years, like updating a Mac, Mac Pro or something. Uh, but they'd say nothing. Um, so it, all a good signs all around. I'm excited. And maybe William will finally get to nice. uh, open an Apple savings account. We'll see. I hope so. There's one thing we should say just for
1: completeness. Um, uh, we, we talk, obviously, we talk about Apple and Goldman Sachs, but Goldman Sachs did do other consumer cars, I think with uh, General Motors and stuff, and it's all been disastrous uh, for them. Oh, they've abandoned uh, every, uh, all Goldman consumer that. stuff is gone mm-hmm. from Goldman Sachs, yeah. And they're still being investigated, aren't they, over various things. So you just from financial yes. to legal difficulties, I don't know where hmm. they went wrong. And doesn't your heart bleed? <laughs>
0: yeah. It's really heartbreaking.
2: Oh, yes, yeah, For a company like Goldman Sachs <sighs> to be in in, dr- in trouble? It sounds like a management issue more than anything. And I understand Apple was pushy, and I understand that they were demanding, like, they required all payments to occur on the first of the month, which is yeah. apparently a drain mm-hmm. on support lines, what have you. Sure, but... You're big enough. You've got, you've got the billions. You're a huge investment firm. Why can't you figure out how to make it work? Like, why was this such a disaster when other companies can run consumer credit cards just fine and make money on it? So I'm not sure what happened. All right, there. I want to get to uh, mm-hmm. an Apple device ranking uh, before we go. So, But one last
0: news article, Apple announced that they are partnering with Amcor for chip packaging. And this is in Arizona. It's in Peoria, Arizona. And now chip packaging is not like they're going to do the whole chip process in Arizona. The silicon actually has to be uh, fabricated at TSMC, most likely overseas. And then the final packaging, allowing it to like be put on the circuit board that goes into your iPhone, iPad, and other devices, that will be done in Arizona. Uh, but yeah, it's another step of Apple actually moving some of its pipeline and production to the United States, this in particular Arizona. So that's cool. That's all I got.
1: There are times when even I think I'm too British because the moment you started that with chip packaging, I'm thinking uh, wrapped in newspapers <laughs> with fish, oh with pies, <sighs> with kebabs. It actually made me hungry. <laughs>
0: you guys say chips, uh, Your your fries are chips, right? Or your chips are fries?
2: Yes, that's right. Yes. On this front, I just want everyone to go check out a story I wrote, and don't even, you know, read read my story short. But go go to the source because these guys they did the legwork. Rest of World did a story about forty thousand words long. It is a book. It is a whole thing. Uh, They followed uh, some employees, anonymized their names, but uh, that traveled from China to India to help train. People um, there to work in India factories to build the iPhone, and they talk about the trials and tribu- tribulations of going from the iPhone 10R, which was the first phone manufactured in India, to iPhone 15, which actually was the first phone to be simultaneously mm. built in China and India at launch successfully. Um, that was actually a success story. So wilds kind of getting an inside look and you know again interviewing employees especially disgruntled ones tired ones you know you're only probably going to hear the bad things so there is a lot of looking down and bad going on here and it i think the conditions are definitely not ideal but it is wild to see like these these chinese employees saying basically uh the, the to sum up the story um these indian workers Ooh. need to learn how to be more chinese and uh work to 12 to 15 hour shifts accept all the extra bonuses and never see their families Eesh. is basically what it comes down to because they're saying yeah because they get there and they're like man these these people they work eight hour shifts what they well, get tea breaks. tea breaks what i that's so weird but there's production to get done get back to work what are you doing and it's just it's a wild story go give it a read and it, the reason why i bring it up is because looking at this bringing it to uh air uh Manufacturing to Arizona, a lot of um, people in the United States, a you know political thing, and I don't want to get into it. Wants you know to things to be made in the United States, and just looking at going from China to India and seeing the trials that they're going through. My goodness, could you imagine trying to see how this would work in the United States? Because China doesn't have uh, labor unions. India actually does, funny enough. Uh, they they actually have people that protect mm-hmm. uh, the workers. They um they tried to pass a bill for twelve hour workdays, got overturned mm-hmm. like three days later from protests. Uh, so like India is really fighting for the working class in a way that China does not. Um, so to. I think the even more extreme example of that is to look at how we would do this in the United States. So just seeing these two kind of vignettes side by side was interesting to me. And uh, I want everyone thinking on this because it is a humanitarian issue, what we're asking people to go through. And I don't really know how to answer this other than, automation but then we're putting all these people out of work so what do we do here it is a mm-hmm. complex situation
0: and uh before we move to our tier list i just want to go back to uh, chips being a thing in england and i i need to tell william that <laughs> oh gosh. we were watching <laughs> planet earth last night uh me my kids and wife we were all watching it and mm-hmm. you know david attenborough how do you say his name over there <laughs> david
1: david attenborough is correct okay yes. i thought i was okay. correct
0: i was trying to do it in a pompous way uh you know he's narrating it and whatever uh, episode we were watching, there was a, a sloth was one of the first animals that uh, he was covering. And apparently, I don't know if you do this too. How would you say that word uh, yourself? S-L-O-T-H, the animal.
1: Oh, uh, sloth. Yeah.
0: So he kept saying sloth. And yeah. my daughter, my daughter yeah. was seven. She was like, why does he keep saying that wrong? And I was like, now. <laughs> how else do you say it? Sloth. Sloth. Yeah. As in rhymes with cloth, because it's the same three Mm. letters at the end, (laughs) sloth and it's the same four letters, cloth and sloth. You don't say cloth, do you? Do you say cloth? Okay. See. Anyway. Right.
1: Okay. Are we? Are we going to? We're heading into Merriam Webster territory here. No. Well, I was.
0: I told my daughter. I just like listen. This he's English, which is literally where the name of the language comes from. So they probably
2: invented it. So let's just 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 keep watching. I speak. I speak American. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, So, so here's here's multilingual:
1: Uh, English, American, Australian, Irish. I got them all. Yeah. Wait, David Attenborough is is. a legend here, and and actually, he's such a legend that people have forgotten how much of a legend. Everybody associates him with nature things, which he has been doing for decades now. But he was controller of BBC Two about fifty years ago. He was like a major figure in British television history. So. Okay, uh, obviously on mine. Yeah,
2: uh, Sir David Attenborough, Apple TV Plus. Go watch if you haven't yet, please. I beseech you, go watch the uh, what, what, what is that called? The dinosaur one, The
0: prehistoric history one. The Apple TV Plus prehistoric planet.
2: Prehistoric yeah. planet. Thank you. Uh, you put the word in my head. Prehistoric planet on Apple TV Plus. Sir David Attenborough, amazing work there and uh, I just love hearing him oh, talk yeah. about dinosaurs this this man in his very uh serious British voice talking about these things that don't exist in a very serious way I love it it's I would say
0: uh first of all David Attenborough has his own Wikipedia page of course he's on the s- see William <laughs> is <laughs> it, man- it linked to F- Williams yeah
1: <laughs> no, I that, I've, I've heard Burrow too often now I've got to come in David Attenborough Burrow
0: Attenborough At-borough.
1: Burrow how you say it okay anyway yes, he's also
0: right. 97 years old kudos to david
1: a, what an incredible career uh he's had and mm-hmm. as i understand it it was a very nice guy as well so
0: i'm going to put the link to david attenborough's wikipedia page as the top link in today's show notes for my final episode and everyone's going to wonder why in the world is at the top link until they get to this part this episode is brought to you by notion guys i have developed a new love for Notion, I started using it even more as I plan my videos and podcasts, projects and research. I use Notion for everything. It's just a wonderful productivity application. And what makes Notion even better is now you can use Notion AI everywhere across your Notion database. Notion AI can give you instant answers to your questions using information from across your Wiki, projects, docs and meeting notes. And using AI in Notion is so much easier than just having kind of a blank chatbot. All I do is hit the little backslash and you'll see the Ask AI features and it'll get you started it can offer to summarize things even translate things into different languages it's really helpful if you give it a transcript maybe a podcast transcript or video transcript and you can ask notion to summarize it give you bullet points even make social media posts out of that or take a video transcript and rewrite it as a blog post Then Notion AI can even change the tone, make it sound more professional or casual, all of that right inside Notion. You can also ask Q&A questions from anywhere in Notion. Find exactly what you need without leaving the doc you're in right now so you can stay focused on what's important. Plus, you can trust your data is secure because Notion AI is designed to protect your information. No AI models are trained with your information, the data is encrypted, and answers will never use information from pages you don't have access to. When you use Notion AI, it's even easier to do your most meaningful work. So try Notion AI for free when you go to notion.com com slash Apple Insider. That's all lowercase letters, Notion.com slash Apple Insider to try the powerful, easy to use Notion AI today. And when you use our link, you're supporting the Apple Insider podcast. That's Notion.com slash Apple Insider. That link is in the show notes. You could just click it there. Our thanks to Notion for sponsoring this episode. All right. Last thing I want to do before we go. I made a little video earlier this week talking ranking or rating all of the devices Apple currently sells in its store new, that you can go to the Apple Store new and buy all these things, and everything from the, the M3 Macs that were just launched to devices that are like eight years old, that you could still buy new today. Spoiler, that's the original Apple pencil. That is oh, still being thank sold. you. I was trying
1: to work that one out. yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. And so there were a couple of devices that I put, uh, this was an S tier list, meaning S is like superior top of the list. And then you got ABCDF and F of, you know, for fail being the lowest tier. And, uh, I had mostly people agree with my rankings and where I put different devices. There were a couple of devices I put in the F tier, one caused a, a bunch of hullabaloo as you are hubbub or whatever you guys would say over there in the UK. And uh, and then some other ones in the D tier. But I would I was curious uh, what your guys' thoughts on some of my uh, rankings, mainly the low ones. So first of all, the M1 MacBook Air is still being sold. The 13-inch M1 MacBook Air that launched in November 2020. It's now three years old. No MagSafe connector. No MagSafe charger for this MacBook Air. It just has the two Thunderbolt ports. Still eight gigs unified memory. 256 SSD. And it sold for 9.99, dollars and I understand Apple needs a sub $1,000 laptop, but the M2 MacBook Air is only $100 more. You get MagSafe charging, and uh, you get like a, a newer chip. You get the M2, plus you can get it in 13 and 15-inch. But I find the uh, M1 MacBook Air, at least today in November, December 2023, no longer that great of a deal. And so I gave it a D-tier rating. Boo. Because i for like for a hundred dollars more to get an M2 MacBook Air, is just such a massive upgrade. And the only reason it's still around is to be sub one thousand uh, dollars.
1: What about education pricing? Wouldn't that be a hundred dollars less? So actually, it's probably eight nine nine for education. Does well, that make a
0: difference? Yeah, but then the M2 True. MacBook Air, the, the M2 MacBook Air with education pricing is then nine ninety nine.
2: If we live in a world where only the Apple Store exists, I agree with your assessment. But okay, refurbished okay. and used. M1 MacBook Airs, even sure. even new, seven hundred to seven hundred fifty dollars. You're telling me I can have an entire M series Apple Silicon chipset and a Retina display MacBook with aluminum casing, giant trackpad, beautiful keyboard for seven hundred dollars. Unheard of. Never uh, uh, go back in the whole history yeah. of the Mac, and you've never been able to get. A modern device that works as efficiently and as well as it does as powerful as it is
0: i mean the, the m2 mac mini is 600
2: bucks but yeah i take it okay point. but i'm talking about a macbook it yeah, has, a mac- a, you need a, you need you have to go buy a monitor for the sure. mac mini and the, in order to get a retina display you'd have to spend 1600 $1, yeah, yeah, dollars. so yeah. that's you know
0: uh no i agree like the refurbished world for yes. sure like i am so glad that there are m1 chip laptops out there those are incredible deals and values for those who needs to get them, but to be sold as new for nine ninety nine directly from Apple,
2: yeah, that's silly. Apple, that's one thing I will agree with is Apple needs to work on their pricing. And I know this is this isn't even a Tim Cook thing. This is just an Apple thing of keeping things the same price forever. Um, it would be nice to see them do price reductions after being on the market or being outdated. Uh, wait, William, what do you say? What would you rate the M1 MacBook
1: Air? I'm actually not that fussed about this one, except um, I'm trying to remember when the MacBook Air, it used to have these huge bezels, and then suddenly it didn't. And I, a friend, a poet, spent an awful lot of money on the MacBook Air just before this guy. Okay? Oh, yeah. And so oh, no. after she'd bought it and before I next saw her, this new one had come out. And so she's showing me this Mac she's so pleased of, and I'm thinking, "Haha. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that, right. that sea change, that was... Big, But I think the M1 is so good that you it can get for a cheaper price. I mean, I have an M1 yeah. Mac Mini uh, in my office, and uh, I'm tempted to upgrade, but I don't need to. Partly because I've got a uh, an M2 uh, MacBook uh, Pro, but even so, it's I mean, still fast.
2: My, my iPad Pro that I work from every day is an M1 iPad Pro. I didn't get on the M2 train. And so, again, just the power and efficiency of that chipset is... It's wild. Like I, I, I'll be jumping to M three when the iPad Pro gets it. But like I'm curious to see how long Apple supports this first generation Apple Silicon, and it, it could be a Good decade point. just That's because true. of.
0: I think yeah. it would be the Intel uh, Max were supported for a very long time. I mean, five, six, seven years at times. So for sure,
2: yeah. Mm. But for nine ninety nine, I agree. It is a it's a D tier just because like that laptop isn't. Yeah. You, I wouldn't spend that money on it, but I would definitely say go go find it at a cheaper you price. Can, but if we're if we're living by those rules that you must buy it from the Apple Store at the Apple Store price and it's the only place you can get it, yes, that's not a great price. Not a great place.
0: You can get it from Apple's refurbished, like Apple's own refurbished store for 850 And for that, I would say, yeah. you know, it's a better deal.
2: But even Well, even Black Friday, like just extended sales, just holiday sales in general, Yeah, uh, you can find it even cheaper than that. Like Apple's is, Apple funny enough, is not the best place to right, get Apple sure. deals.
1: Although Apple's really hot on giving you gift cards on Black Friday. <laughs> oh, that, that is, is what? true. Can't yeah. match that.
2: Can't no. Here's a $50 that. gift card for your $2,000 MacBook. That's right. Yes. You
0: can't use it on the thing you're buying right now. You have to buy something else. Two other things I put very low. One in the F tier were the is the first-gen Apple Pencil. It launched in November 2015 with the first iPad Pro, the iPad Pro that had a home button and all, Mm -hmm. and this first-gen Apple Pencil is still being sold today, new, for $99. It's wild. $100 for an Mm eight-year-old device. The only reason this Apple Pencil exists is because Apple still sells the ninth-gen base model iPad for $329. Now, I think... This whole year, 2023, no iPad was updated at all. So they are all due for a refresh next year. I imagine that Lightning iPad is going to go away. And the last 10th gen model iPad with USB-C will probably slot down in price. And then we won't need the Touch ID one anymore. And that would obfuscate the need for this Apple Pencil as well. But to be sold now, today, December 2023, for $100, I give that Apple Pencil an F tier that's just me.
2: To be fair, Steven, I'm buying one for my niece for Christmas, uh, this year. So it's, it's funny how, yes, as old as it is and outdated as it is, it's still necessary and will be for even after it's off the Apple store, it'll still be necessary to be sold and exist for another four or five years, just until the lifespan of these lightning tablets goes away. But it's such an odd and controversial product. I don't know why the Apple pencil line has to go through so many controversies, but (laughs) like, I, I like the fact that yes it's it's terrible charging when it's plugged in but also it can charge without any extra accessories and that's that's a that's a good deal and i agree with you i think this next generation um of ipads we're going to see like in march april we're going to see both apple pencils get ditched uh for a new higher tier and then we're only going to have USB C and the newer apple pencil and the other two in the market are just going to fade away and that's that's all fine and dandy and i 99 dollars is steep like i'm gonna go find one for like 60 (laughs) but um yeah i agree like it's it's it's, again it's just super odd that apple likes to hold on to prices so hard especially for products that need to kind of go away william what do you say where do you think actually
1: just that i was very lucky to find uh uh apple pencil 2 or whatever it's called uh in my hotel room in tokyo oh, that's and right. couldn't find the original owner so uh bargain i thought uh that one but you know and it worked with my ipad that was the thing i did. the only thing i have against the apple pencil is being certain you're getting the one that works with your ipad and then if you change the ipad you're throwing away a pencil and stuff so uh, i'll be glad to see it all kind of simplify but otherwise you know it yeah. does what it did so yeah. if it
2: works for you iPad mini S tier, right?
0: (laughs) Listen, I put iPad mini, let me see where I put it. I put it in C tier, because I still love it. Oh, it needs an update,
2: but it's still the perfect device. I I
0: like the iPad mini. I wish it had a better display. You know, it would be nice to be updated. I would love Face ID on it, and instead of the Touch ID, but it's still good. I would get it on sale. Like, don't spend full price. (laughs) iPad mini Pro. Well, I would say just don't spend full price at Apple. You can get it for $100 less on Amazon most times. Oh, absolutely. And so, you know, just don't, just don't buy it uh, new. But I think the most controversial uh, that I might have been in this ranking were AirPods. Now, I will fully admit I probably put AirPods Max too low. I was a little upset. I was a little upset, <laughs> a little upset because the AirPods Max are three years old. They have the older H1 chip which is not capable of adaptive audio or conversation awareness that the AirPods Pro R, still has a lightning connector and no update in sight. And so I gave it F tier. Now that's probably too low. I understand, basic Apple guy. I'm sorry I made you ups- upset. Maybe it should have been D tier.
2: But I understand. Well, the headphones I'm wearing just burst into flames. I know. You're, that, I know. So. You're, you're an AirPods
0: Max guy. And listen, they, they sound good. I used them on a long flight just earlier this summer. But, I mean, three years, $550 for a three-year-old device. I
2: think that's it, though, isn't it? Uh, it? It Sometimes the price corresponds to the release frequency, and I think Apple knows that they can't update AirPods Max every year and expect it to sell. They've made that mistake before, trying to re- release these super expensive products back-to-back and just not selling them. Um, but I agree with you. It's definitely time for an update. Yeah. F does seem harsh, but I, I, I it kind of feels that way because my AirPods Pro, I think technically are better (laughs) headphones than the ones I'm wearing. Um, even though only because of technicality, the AirPods Max produce better audio because there are larger cans that fit over my ears with better isolation. But if it wasn't for that AirPods Pro, uh, two, absolutely the better headphone, uh, big technology wise, sound wise, everything, but, um, they just went out physically. Uh, so I'm interested in updating. I will being the first one in line, I'll use uh, Apple Pay later just to be uh, silly about it, and I will be buying <laughs> some new AirPods Max. It'll be great. William, what are you
1: saying? I'm saying I still can't find my AirPods Pro that I lost at home after my Tokyo oh, trip. So no uh, I'm on Wired headphones at the moment, and they're
2: fine. Are you sure they're not in Tokyo? Have you, have you called the hotel? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll swap you for this <laughs> Apple Pencil. Um, you, that's not a conversation. Right. Uh, I think that's uh, what happened. There. No, no, I don't need AirPods Pro at all. I'm fine. Wired headphones. Yeah, that's great. That's all I ever, ever want. No. Long cable. Yeah, well,
0: when you're recording a podcast, wired well, is good. true. Just to also, the last AirPods thing. It is weird. AirPods second gen are still being sold new on the Apple Store. Like, these are the, not AirPods 3, which I think are actually good AirPods, but AirPods gen 2 for $129, oh, really?
2: the... Yeah, like the, they need that? to hit if they were $99 it would be perfect cuz they're still good they're headphones. Good. Yes, they're ancient, but like
0: AirPods 3 is so much better though. Like they sound way better.
2: Right, that's what I'm getting at with the price yeah, point. Yeah, even yeah. even maybe like $79 just like sure. having a cheaper market, a cheaper option on the market. Like yes, I see a lot of AirPods Pro around, but I see a lot of younger people with the mm. the stick old airpods and a lot of fakes so if they were if they were more agreeable in price i think apple would have a good market there but i don't know if they're trying to even aim for that market honestly
0: yeah i do kind of miss the tap controls i know those you know varying people don't like them some people like squeezing the stems but i actually found the tap controls to be pretty fast
2: and consistent and I love controlling the volume for my AirPod just by swiping. It's so nice. Yeah, I've I've never gotten used to that very much. I do it on the bicycle. I'll oh, be out riding yeah, and no. only have one hand, and yeah, I can reach up because the it, live activity on my Apple Watch and my iPhone will be like fitness. So I would have to do a lot of f- hmm. f- finagling to get to the music screen to use the digital crown or something. But AirPods are already in my ear. Just reach up, swipe. There you go. Right. AirPods Max. Yeah. So. I have been working on a okay. streaming setup for, uh, to, so using solely an iPad. So iPad connected to a uh, Thunderbolt dock to a studio display with a 4k streaming box connected to a Nintendo switch, right. Yes. Uh, that I can, um, basically stream Nintendo switch to Twitch, uh, through an iPad only no Mac involved, um, been very exhausting trying to get the setup to work it, it, but it does work and I ran into the funniest barrier and that was getting the audio of me speaking into the stream All right. and so plugging the AirPods Max in through the audio jack to this thing I was just no voice at all. Mm. <laughs> uh, I think there's too many digi- digital to audio conversions because I think it happens twice on these headphones because of their digital nature. Um, and, I, and the microphone placement being down by my neck just did not agree with this thing uh, because it's, it's looking for a pure analog microphone. Even the microphone I'm speaking into now is a digital microphone, did not want it. Oh. I had to go to Best Buy and buy a pair of $80 Logitech over-ear gamer headphones with a with the little microphone dongle guy that hangs down in front of your mouth. <laughs> huh. And that actually worked. I plugged it in and now I have clear audio coming through my stream. Yeah. I just thought it was funny like I wonder if the microphone placement cuz again these just don't work as analog headphones and I I, I remember Beats actually having a thing Um, forever and it being super important to DJs and stuff. And I wonder if AirPods max two could address this. I doubt it. Um, but like if you bought a pair of beats, gosh, what were they called? Beats, um, pro max or there, there, it was the ones where there was actually two headphone jacks in the single set of headphones where you could have multiple people plug into multiple sources and you could mix on the headphone. Like they really liked headphone jacks over there and, um, they, you could actually plug in a set of beats headphones, over this headphone jack and get an analog connection even without power if the battery was dead in your beats you could still listen to music on them because they were pure analog headphones at that point point. and airpods max can't do that and i wonder hmm. if uh, that's something we could see in the future or if apple's just going to abandon all things analog i don't know just yeah. thought that was a curious thing i wanted to throw that in Very at the sure. end of the show William, did you have something?
1: Only that uh, this is the end of the show. So, uh, Stephen, you're out. This is gone. It's Wes and I now. And with Wes <laughs> and I in charge, we need to say thank you for the hundreds of hours you've done for the Apple Insider podcast. You've made it a great show that we will now have to somehow live up to. And uh, I, it's great that you're going to such interesting things, but yep. it is a terrible thing that you're leaving us. And one day we will forgive you, OK? <laughs>
2: Yeah, we're definitely gonna miss you over here, Stephen. Um, like I, I look forward to you coming back as a guest host and. It's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, the Wes and William show. We're going to have to find our own. Wait, rapport. wait, wait. I think we've uh, had two whole it episodes. Be the William together?
1: and Wes show. Let's be clear, right from the start. Oh, wait! It's already
2: starting. Oh, it's already starting. Alphabetically, I think it's Wes oh, and Williams. Uh, Gallagher's so, my
1: surname, um, so I just edge it in front of me. Oh, uh, right,
2: right. I'm going to let
1: there you, you go, guys handle right. that,
0: but uh, you're very, you're very welcome, and, and truly from the bottom of my heart, thank you both, William and Wes. And Mike and the whole Apple Insider team. It has truly been an honor to do this show. It's been a privilege. All of the listeners out there for many years of listening, lots of great messages and social media replies after last episode went out, and and people heard the announcement. And I, I truly thank you for all of that. Uh, you know, people sharing where they listen to the show, and you know, we're with them every Saturday, and they listen to the show in the morning or in their car on the way home Friday afternoons, and. Just to be able to have been a part of your days uh, for the last several years, it's it's truly been a, a privilege. I've enjoyed it so much,
2: Steven, I I started listening to Apple Insider podcast when you in in like twenty fourteen, like when it began. Mm-hmm. Like the first group of people I heard on the show was you and whoever. <laughs> Sorry um, to
1: whoever there. That yeah. was uh... <laughs> uh, was it, was it neat? <laughs> Well, it it's been Neil. so
2: long, was it, Neil, it was me at the and time? Neil at the very beginning? It was Neil. Yes. Okay. Cause I, I just have distinct memories. I was in the military. This is, you know, nearly a decade before I even thought about, sure. <laughs> you're right. It's like what, six years before I even joined the team or even thought about being an Apple anything or writing about yeah. this stuff. Like I was in the military, I'd be playing like fallout or, or Skyrim or something. And I would have the Apple insider podcast with Neil and Steven on in my ear. Oh, wow. and I just have distinct memories of that. And, yeah. uh, here I am now talking to you. So it's just, and it's, 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 It's definitely bittersweet to uh, see you leave here. So
1: one thing, though, just I don't even know why I bring it up now. You mentioned Stephen that you have an AI version of your voice that's pretty good. Um, Just yeah, if you (laughs) want us to check that out, a while, for an hour
0: podcast, yeah, yeah, it'd be pretty uh, uh, tiring, probably to hear an AI.
2: We'll make him do the AI. uh, We'll we'll make him do the (laughs) ad reads. That's that's it.
0: Right, exactly. But no, but truly, thank you all. It has been a pleasure. Everyone who listens to the show, continue listening, support William and Wes and all of Apple Insider. And of course, you can keep supporting the show at patreon.com slash Apple Insider directly in Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to contact me or get a hold of me, my social media handles are all in the show notes. You can get a hold of me there. And I'll just say, if you want to see my personal page and send me an email through that, you can go to beard.fm. Oh, right. That's good my good name. <laughs> okay. Beard.fm. Thank you you know it's just easy to remember you know it provides a little chuckle most times so it's always fun but but truly thank you all it has been an honor and a pleasure and enjoy we'll see you next time well i won't see you next time i don't know how to end it when i'm not going to be here on the next time
1: but you'll be listening next time and that's the same thing yeah i would
0: be listening i will definitely be listening to the apple insider show so thank you all